Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences, and expertise to encourage women to realize their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this She Leads in Tech webinar. I'm Lydia Egoche, founder and host of this community where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in the tech industry. In our webinar today, we'll be delivering an introduction to cybersecurity led by our guest speaker, Charisma Hanshaw, a cybersecurity analyst. And, you know, our lives are now increasingly dependent on online transactions. It's really important to understand the fundamentals of cybersecurity and important to keep ourselves and our data safe online. So without much ado, I will hand over to Charisma to introduce herself and take us away in this intro. Thank you for being here, Charisma. No problem. Thank you so much for having me, Lydia. So sure. my name is Charisma Hanshaw and I'm a cybersecurity professional. Um, I've been doing cybersecurity in cybersecurity for almost a year now. So I've just been using this time to really advance my career and my skill set and my knowledge and just learn everything that I can about cybersecurity. Um, I joined a program called by the name of CyberX Elite ran by William and it's an amazing program. Um, within the three weeks of the program, I landed a IT systems analyst role and it kind of goes hand in hand with some of the tools or skill sets that I will be utilizing when I do land a cybersecurity role. So the program has just been really good with helping me upskill and learn new terminology, new um, breaches or attacks, anything that occurs within the cybersecurity sector. Thank you, Charisma. And I didn't say in the beginning you were, jo you are joining us today from across the pond. Can you remind me? Or remind us rather where, where you're based. I am in Houston, Texas. Okay, thank you so much. And again, no massive time difference between yes. the UK where I'm based and you are. So thank you so much for being here on the webinar with us today. So we're going to jump straight into our first question, which I will pop straight on the screen. Um, what is cybersecurity? So cybersecurity is the process of protecting your networks, computers, and systems from cyber attacks. And it also includes protecting any other electronic devices. So that could be a camera, a CCTV, uh, even a printer, um, just from being attacked. So cyber attacks such as ransomware attacks, malware can affect your devices, and also your personal information being breached. Thank you. And what are some of the benefits of cybersecurity? The benefits of cybersecurity would be, you know, the protecting of your personal information, uh, protecting your networks and systems from being hacked, stolen, um, hackers gaining unauthorized access. Okay. And how, how does that help us. So there are lots of um, different terminologies in the cybersecurity world around, um, you know, people getting access to 
um, to information they shouldn't have. So how, how would you um, describe that that process? I mean, is, is there a difference between um, being exposed to a threat of um, getting your data hacked or being vulnerable to being hacked or carrying the risk of yeah. being hacked? Yeah, so a threat would be, well, I'll start with a risk. So a risk would, is your experience your risk of being exposed to a cyber attack and the vulnerability is the weaknesses within your system that can be exploited, which means that this is a weakness or a flaw in your system that a cyber attack can take advantage of and launch a cyber attack on your system. And that threat would be that the actual cyber attack being launched on your system. Right, so with, with a vulnerability, um, you've got a weakness that can yeah. um, that can create a threat or an attack. Yes. Yeah, that's good. And a, a risk is because that likelihood of that threat or, or attack happening. Yes. That's good. And in, in terms of um, protecting um, against threats or, or risks and um, vulnerabilities are there are there mechanisms uh, mechanisms to help um present this and you know the question on the screen is you know is, is a difference between assessing vulnerability and doing um penetration uh testing. Well, what is the difference between these these two mechanisms so a vulnerability assessment and a penetration test are pretty similar they just have slight differences so a vulnerability assessment kind of evaluates your systems for any known vulnerabilities and depending on how critical they are, it'll assign mm -hmm. them severity levels and then give you remediations or the best mitigation to patch those vulnerabilities. And during a penetration test, you will actually be launching that cyber attack on your own system, just kind of testing your system security and strength and It'll provide you, like, if you need any security updates, um, patches just as a vulnerability assessment would. So the, during a penetration test, it would just be, you know, testing your system security and strength. Well, so um, a penetration test is is about finding vulnerabilities. Is that? Yes, what the vulnerability assessment would be finding the vulnerabilities and during the penetration test, it would be exploiting those vulnerabilities on your system. So you would be launching a simulated authorized cyber attack on your own system just to kind of test it and see where your security is or what you need to update within your infrastructure. Oh, okay. And um, um, would this get recorded? anywhere to 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 inform because i guess um you know people like apple um microsoft so everyone using uses would use a, a combination of different vendors in their in their it systems so when a penetration test happens and an organization tries to attack their own system and finds issues and vulnerabilities would 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 they have to report that back or store it somewhere what what happens with yeah that? so the tester would just report any findings or you know mitigations the best uh, responses or if they did any patches you know just doing a report of everything that occurred during the penetration test and a vulnerability assessment would you know give you that list of all of those vulnerabilities and the best mitigation for those. 
Right. And what is a three-way handshake? So a three-way handshake is also known as a TCP handshake or a SinSin Act. And that is the protocol for establishing a connection between a server and a, a client and a server. So for an example, it'll be like me greeting you and you acknowledge my greeting and greeting me back and then yep. just starting a conversation. So during a three-way handshake, it'll just be trying to establish a connection, you know, like if you're visiting a website such as Google. Right. So is is that is that something which happens every time someone opens a website or logs into a page? Where where does this handshake happen? Yeah, so it'd just be like if you're trying to visit um, Google and establish a connection, it'll either, you know, re request a connection, approve or deny it. Okay, that's good. That's good. And in, in terms of hits and needs, I actually don't know what this means. So, so, so first, what does this acronym stand for, and what well, what what is it? So HIDS is Host Intrusion Detection System, and that's just analyzing. You know, it's an agent that's installed on your machine to collect logs and traffic, and it sends that information back to your SIM and the SIM is a system a security information and event manager and you can use a SIM um, such as Splunk or Security Onion and it helps you analyze malicious traffic. You can see like who's been trying to access your systems, failed login attempts and it'll show you how many times it has occurred. Mm. So it just it's like a a system and it gives you logs and alerts and everything, you know, when malicious activity is occurring. Um, NIDS is Network Intrusion Detection System. And yep. it's it's similar to HIDS, but it uses a different set of rules, which is called Snort and Staccato rules. And yeah. during NIDS, it, you, you will just sniff your network for traffic and it will just pull logs, you know, of any network activity. So NIS is more so your whole network, sniffing the whole network for any malicious traffic, and his is more so malicious traffic being evaluated for the host of the network. Uh, so is that like a like the the, the heads would be what needs to happen on the service provider side? If I get that and needs is what you would need to do on your own private network. Is that is that right? Oh, no, it is more so like host host um, malicious activity. So it's just looking for any malicious activity occurring just strictly on the host side. Mm -hmm. And the needs would be, you know, just the whole network traffic. So any malicious activity happening throughout your whole network. Uh, so right from um, the um, individual user, if I say that right up to um, the data centers, I guess, yeah. you know, where yeah. they I'm taking notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite intriguing. And what about a, a, a brute force attack? What, what does that mean in the context of cyber security? So a brute force attack is when a cyber attacker repeatedly guesses your password until they guess the correct one. And they also can use like password cracking tools 
um, some password cracking tools. Um, and to best prevent a brute force, it is recommended to have strong passwords. And I know like most organizations are moving towards passwordless authentication. So it'll just be like sending a push notification to your devices that you have on file and you'll either approve or deny um, the access, whether you are or not trying to access that system or application. Yeah. And you can set up multi-factor authentication and also limiting the number of login, failed login attempts for your account, and then it, it will eventually lock the account. Yeah. That is really uh, interesting because I know some uh, websites now, they do two-factor yes. authentication. So is, is that passwordless authentication removing one, the need uh, to have a password in, in the first place, which can be attacked. And two, does that mean um, maybe in future we, we we completely see the the um, eradication of two-factor authentication? Is that where it's heading? Yes. So the password list, is, yes, it essentially removes the need for a password because so many cyber attacks happen daily. So passwords are becoming less reliable or less a security feature as they were once were. So, you know, passwordless authentication is better, you know, security practices as it only can get approved by any device, approved devices that you have on file. Um, so like when I log into my, when I'm trying to log into my Gmail account, well, actually, if I log into my Gmail account, I will input my password, but before it allows me access, it will send a notification to like my tablet or my other phone device asking, was this me trying to log in? Yeah, and I'm just yes or no. Okay, and that's something I, I think that has developed quite um, recently for email protection. protection. Yeah. Now, and how how can anyone, either an individual or um, organization, avoid a, a brute force attack? Because I guess with um, with with an individual, um, you've got your own accesses to your maybe your bank details, your your medical records, as an example. And then for organizations, um, you you've got a, a much wider remit of of data and possibly customer. Um, information to protect so how how can you avoid a, a brute force attack so to best prevent a brute force it will be just like you know we were discussing the multi-factor authentication the two-factor authentication make sure you're setting strong passwords make sure you have like limited login attempts and then you know the account is locked so you know no one can access until this it is properly unlocked and of course, that passwordless authentication as well. Yeah, that's good. And in, in terms of um, securing um, personal um, personal data, um, what what advice would you would you give people? Like, I guess these days we can't help. Um, well, I don't want to say we can't help ourselves, but we can't help being online because you know we use it for. <laughs> For work, for for fun, for for play, and it's 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 quite easy to you know click on a link and just be in the wrong place and have your your data stolen. 
I guess over, over COVID, you know, there's been more and more um, ingenious uh, ways uh, packers have come up with to to get the data they want. So how would you um, advise anyone on how they can stay safe online? Um, I would just advise like to just really be mindful of links that you are clicking on because that will essentially, you know, infect your infect your your device with malware or you could be inputting your personal information and get, sending it to a hacker but you may think that you're applying for a job or reaching out to a manager or a co-worker which that would be known as a phishing attack you know a cyber attacker posing as some social engineering and a phishing attack actually someone posing as like in a trusted figure or authority to gain your personal information. So it's just being mindful and just verifying that you are giving your information to the person that it belongs to and not clicking on any random links because, you know, you, you may not know what is going on or what is being infected or ha causing harm to your devices. Yeah. And are, are there any, I know I've talked about, um, authentication uh, two-factor and you know making sure you are the one signing in but is is there any other thing we can do maybe on our on our devices and, and apps we use to to help stay stay safe online yes yeah, just um checking settings making sure your settings are you know configured correctly um I know most apps have like location services and stuff like that, but you know, if a hacker gets access to that, they have access to all of your known locations and things of that sort. So it's just, you know, it really just boils down to, you know, strong authentication, um, making sure you're using, you're on the correct site, not usually fraudulent sites. And I know it's, hard because cyber attackers they they will make like a landing page you know that's similar and looks you know authentic to a regular page that they may be impersonating yeah yeah so we all just need to be very very careful and and vigilant so in the beginning of our conversation you mentioned you've been in uh, cyber security for around a year now so that's us is uh, cyber security a good career choice? Yes, it is a great career choice. And I'm glad that I, you know, initially decided to deal with, stick with cybersecurity when I was, you know, beginning my technical journey. Um, it is a high demand for the skill right now. There's literally millions of jobs available and there'll be more coming available in the upcoming years, but it is a very good career choice. It is it is complex, you know, to, to learn, but you know, once you learn it, it's it's easy and stuff like that. But it is a lot of information to take on and learn. So it is a very good career choice. Yeah. And what what influenced your your choice to go into cybersecurity? Um, I took a course and it was on cybersecurity, but it was like an introduction to cybersecurity. But after the course, I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I just initially took the course because I knew that I wanted to do something in tech, but I didn't realize that that course I was doing was in cybersecurity. So I'm like, 
tech is so big, it's just a broad range. I was like, I'm going to be all over the place, so I have to pick one place to go. So I just chose cybersecurity and it I I noticed like just growing up, I always choose like the complex tasks or I would do it the long way or the harder way before I figure out how to do it the shorter way. But you know, I'm I'm glad that I chose to do cybersecurity. Yeah. Well, that's really nice to hear. And in, in terms of some of the basic um, training, um, what 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 are what what are some of those basic training uh, people need if they want to pursue a career in cybersecurity? So I would say the basic training is just to you know make sure you understand what cybersecurity is and you know learning and understanding the fundamentals and joining a community because you know to for you have those people that's doing the same thing that you're doing they're coming up short and having the same issues that you are you know if you get stuck somewhere and it keeps you accountable as well that's why i'm really grateful for my um internship with cyber x elite because everyone is just so helpful and you know if i'm stuck somewhere or somebody else is stuck somewhere we're helping each other out we do study sessions so you know, just joining a community and a program to just help you advance your skill set, learn the knowledge and get you ready for you know, advancing your career. Yeah. So so you've taken the uh, internship and hands hands on routes to get into cybersecurity. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And what do you love most about being a cybersecurity analyst? So what I love about being a cybersecurity analyst, of course, is just, you know, catching and, you know, evaluating the malicious traffic to protect oneself or an organization. But I just like that it's a learning journey for me because it's not just I'm learning something and it's done. I'm, I'm learning new things every day. And even five years from now, I'll be learning something that I don't know today. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good indeed. And what advice would you give to uh, young women looking to um, pursue a career in tech, maybe not cybersecurity um, necessarily, um, but what advice would you give around getting your, your head around a, a career in tech in the first place? So I would just say, you know, just do your research and, you know, figure out what sector you, you want to be within tech. Um, like I said, joining a community of people, you know, to keep you accountable, to help you when you come up short. Um, programs, free programs. I do a lot of free like courses, modules, you know, that have knowledge checks at the end. So just learning the skill and the topic and just getting positioning yourself for your career and just advancing your skill set. Oh, thank you so much. That was all really wonderful to hear. I personally learned um, a lot from that and, and we'll certainly be looking up more more heads and, and needs because it's there's nothing quite like being obsessed with a new um, technical acronym. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Well, guys, I, I hope to you, you you enjoyed listening to uh, Charisma speak about uh, cyber security, and I hope you learned a lot. And and for women in particular watching this, I hope this inspires you to think about um, a career in tech. And if cyber security is something that interests you, um, please reach out to Charisma um, to talk about uh, her experience and find out how you can um, get your own journey started in in cyber security or, or maybe reach out to me if you want advice and help on getting into uh, other areas or tech so th this is a wrap for our um, live webinar today and next time we'll be bringing you more exciting tech and, and leadership topics so do stay tuned and and keep your eyes out for our, our next upcoming event so thank you so much for joining us today and thank you uh, charisma for joining all the way from houston no problem. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, if anyone is looking to join TAG or cybersecurity specifically, don't hesitate to reach out to me and, you know, anybody within the LinkedIn community. LinkedIn is very helpful as well. <laughs> I love LinkedIn. No worries. Thank you very much, Charisma. No problem. Thank you, Lydia. All right. Cheers. Bye, guys.